God is love. He so loved the world that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, to save us and not to condemn us. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 13 that such love is patient and kind. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. True love always pursues the best for the other. Sometimes at the great expense of oneself, as we have seen with Jesus at the cross. Love has a great patience, humility, gentleness to it. And because it so desires the best for the beloved, and because it always is willing the good of the one loved, because of all this, it has clear boundaries. And when the line is crossed, the one who loves calls the beloved back to the truth, to what is good and right, because beyond this boundary is ultimately the death and the end of the loving relationship. Our hearts sing when we think about God's love. But does your understanding of His love also include the fact that the Lord disciplines those that He loves because He loves them? Does it make your heart sing with delight that the Lord disciplines those that He loves? Yeah, most likely it does not. Some might even be a bit shocked to hear that God takes such an active role in our day-to-day -day life as to discipline choices, curb desires, rebuke errors. Uh, discipline doesn't sound very loving at all in that context. Why doesn't God just approve of everything that I do, right? Now, I know few people would honestly ask that question, but it is an unspoken assumption that somehow God should just be on my side all the time with my choices, my thoughts, my beliefs, and wants and desires. Otherwise, does He really love me? I don't know. The, old, the New Testament writer of the book of Hebrews quotes Proverbs 3, chapter 3, verses 11 and 12, when he said, My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline, and do not lose heart when He rebukes you, because the Lord disciplines the one He loves, and He chastens everyone He accepts as His son. And the author to the book of Hebrews goes on to say in chapter 12 of his book, Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as His children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? If you are not disciplined, and hey, come on, everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us, and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of spirits and live? They disciplined us for a little while as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in His holiness. That's right, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Are you going through a hard time? God is not punishing you, for your punishment has been meted out once and for all on Jesus at His cross. But rather, hardships are a time of sifting out and shaping of the heart. 
God is making you God is not making you pay for your sins, but if you are suffering, say even suffering because of evil and rebellious choices that you've made, the pain is meant to teach you how this course of life that you have taken only leads to suffering and eventually death. It is not out of meanness or vengeance, but from a father's heart of love for his dear child. But often our suffering has no clear reason. It just happens. Could be an illness, an accident, emotional melancholy, where you're just kind of in a blah, depressed, I don't know, nothing sounds good in life, place. Maybe it's relationship strife in which you thought things were pretty good, but the other is very upset. It could be economic downturns, social unrest, weather events. I mean, just it's anything that happens that is unpleasant and ongoing, and it's the very thing that God is using to train us. Now, I've been with so many people as a pastor who at the end of their lives wonder why God has not called them home yet, why they're still alive. I mean, their bodies are failing, it's painful, there seems to be no real good purpose left in life. Just take me home, Lord, I'm ready. But still, they remain. It's, it's not just the elderly. I mean, people in the prime of life often wonder why a difficult time is happening to them. And no clear reason can be found. But whether a person is old or young, in good health or poor, at such moments, People often question the goodness of God and His love. Even the righteous man of the Old Testament, Job, he wanted to speak to God about his plight and pain because it made no sense to him. And, and you know, God had some explaining to do, and so he thought. Well, God did show up to Job, but no answer was given to him as to why. In the end, Job was satisfied that when he called out to the Lord, God was there. He answered, For there is one who is in charge of all things. The wind and the waves, they still know his voice and they obey. The world is not ultimately out of control, but in his control. And he is working all things, all things, for our eternal good. And the hardships and the grief, pain, trouble, and all that is difficult and difficult to take in this world, even these are being used by God to shape and form our hearts and our lives to trust in the goodness of God, to love Him, to know that we are His dear children, that when we call out to Him, He is there, He is listening to every prayer, He knows every tear that we cry. The end result of being trained, though, by hardship is depth of character, love for God, and humility with our neighbors. All of the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, all come from being trained by the good and loving Father's discipline. Well, I hope to see you all this weekend in worship, and it's just a few more weeks or two more weeks until everything starts back up at Ascension. 
be sure to put it on your calendar. Wednesday, September 7th, we start up Common Ground with our meal at 5 p.m., study at 6.30 for all ages from kindergarten through adult, confirmations in there too, 7th and 8th grade. And uh, choir is going to start practicing uh, August 31st. That's next Wednesday. It's coming Wednesday. So I hope you got that on your calendar at 7.45. And if you've never sung in the choir before, this is the year. Yeah, it, we're, t we're just saying, come and sing. And then uh, September 11th, that's when we'll start uh, Sunday school again for all the kids for three years old up through adults, new classes. The adults are going to be studying the book of Romans and the kids, oh, we got great stuff. Over at Maple, it's going to start at nine o'clock with the gathering. Anyway, hope to see you all this weekend in worship.